Welcome to the Just Do It podcast, hosted by Ann Duffy. Dental Entrepreneur Women is here to dive deep and share stories with the mission to inspire, highlight, empower, and connect all women in dentistry. Hi, everybody. It's Ann Duffy, and I have a very special guest today. Looking forward to introducing her to you. I met her at Jumpstart. But I feel like I've known her for a while and seen her on Facebook. You'll have to check her out. I can't wait for you to meet her. She's she's taking coaching to a whole unique level for all of us. And please help me welcome Dr. Bethany Pizix. Hi, Anne. So How are you today? Thank you. I'm awesome. Thank you. I'm so glad. We were going to have a special guest today, but I guess that um, you've got to take care of, you know, can't, you can never predict the weather as we know. So tell us before we get started, who you were planning on having on as your sidekick today. Well, this will make more sense in a few minutes after I say a little bit more about what I'm doing. Okay. I was going to be out in the horse arena with my coaching partner. His name is Lewiston. And it's it was thundering and lightning and pouring rain out and now it's kind of clearing up but it was too late so oh he loves the camera I'll, he I'll does. Tell you a lot more about him in a few minutes he's a ham well that's it's always great to have uh, somebody by your side and also you know whether they're with you per, right in the moment you know that his spirit is with you I'm sure and I'm we'll hear about yeah, that I can see him right now he's right there in the pasture but I've got this horse right here behind me. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, tell us a little bit about, I know you've got such an interesting history, Bethany. Tell us a little bit about what your story is, because we love sharing stories with our dental entrepreneur women audience. Yeah, it's quite a story. And I'll start at the very beginning, kind of. This is a, this is a short story. So um, when I was 13, I got off the school bus one day with my younger brother, Paul. And we headed straight to the barn to see our horses. Their names were Amy and Pepper. Amy was this beautiful reddish brown and Pepper. He was black with a white stripe down his nose. We ran all the way to the barn and we get up there to the gate and it's wide open. So we rush into the barn and check the stalls. No horses. We tear out, look in the pastures. We look in the woods. We ask the neighbors. No horses. Finally, I'm like, I'll tell dad. So we go in and, you know, I say, I say, dad, the gate was open and the horses ran away. He said, no, we sold the horses this morning, just can't afford them anymore. And I'm like, but I love them. And they were gone. I knew then I would never lose something I loved for money ever again. So at 13, I decided that I would be a dentist, you know, do some quick filling, some easy exams, earn a ton of money, right? (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I thought. So that's how 17 years later, I find myself moving my dental practice, which I had started from two charts, five years later, moving my practice into this brand new building I just had built. And I'm sitting amongst the boxes and I can smell the brand new ADEC equipment. It's like wrapped in plastic. Mm. And that's when it hits me. So this is 2001. I am now over, well over a million dollars in debt. I've just added a huge responsibility of owning a building and taking care of it and all that goes with that to my already exhausting list of things to do. If you're a dentist, you know what I'm talking about. And I don't even know if I like being a dentist. But I'm committed, obviously, so I dig in and I go to work. And I struggled. 
at so many days waking up filled with anxiety about that debt or about a clinical case I had started and I didn't have the skills to know how to finish and uh, completely in the dark as to how to deal with my team, how to lead them, all those dynamics along with many other things that I was overwhelmed. So I do the logical thing. I start drinking a lot. You know, I burned through employee relationships like they were going out of style. I thought that was the answer. I get, I got divorced again. When it dawns on me, I need support. I can't do this alone. I don't want to do this alone anymore. I'm exhausted. So I hire a coach. And to this day, is one of the best decisions I have ever made in my life. He helped me in so many ways. The most impactful coach in those years wasn't the one I paid. It was my horse, Gypsy, who was at home in my barn. And she was more impactful because instead of teaching with words the lessons that I needed to learn, she was showing me through experience what I, you know, what I needed to learn. And one of those lessons that ahas, I should say, that I learned from her was that it is not my passion to restore teeth for the rest of my life as a noble a profession as dentistry as it wasn't clinical dentistry wasn't my love. I wanted to restore hearts and spirits the way my coaches did for me. So eventually um, I did sell my very successful practice at the time and I completed a two-year intensive master certification program called Touched by a Horse. And I'm now one of only about 250 um, certified equine gestalt coaches in the world today. And I'm the only one who focuses on on dentists and their teams. Um, So I, I partner with horses to use the very effective treatment therapy modality of gestalt to help dentists and their teams live better lives, dump stress. And we can talk a lot more about that, but that's my story. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That is so amazing that there's, there's, you know, you're the only one with this technique. And I know just for knowing that there's working with practicing dentists and not only dentists, I mean, I think, you know, we'd like to broaden that even into dental entrepreneur women, all the, the, the women, of course, men also out there that are in dentistry. But if you're not, you know, there's a lot of men and women in dentistry, but as far as their teams go um, and the consulting and that kind of thing, there's just so many women. And it's interesting because it's a technique that I'm really not familiar with until I saw you and I saw you speak at, um, at Jumpstart. I was like, this is just so interesting and not just for people that know a lot about horses. So explain to me what, what the, the, um, the, the core of this training is. Well, well, first let me, let me just say, um, I don't limit my practice. I do work with a lot of business owners. I work with some corporations. I do corporate retreats, team retreats, things like that. So I'm not only dentists, right? uh, Because sometimes we forget dentists are people too. It's actually for people. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, that is that, that, let's make that clear. That's right. Like just practicing dentists to need coaching and need what you're, what you're giving. I, I guess I was just thinking about how great it is that you actually know what, you know, living the experience of being an owner and being in the trenches yeah. gives you an upper hand, I would say, or the, uh, uh, maybe a little better understanding, but, but people are people. You're right. It's a big, it's a big um, help that I know 
I've been in the trenches as a dentist, as a business owner, you know, mm-hmm. as one who's really struggled and went through the the school of hard knocks. We are not taught leadership. I, I mean, we're not taught self-awareness. We're not taught mm-hmm. how to get ourselves unstuck emotionally. We're not taught that. And um, I'm here to smooth that path. And that's, you asked about the training. Like I said, the training, my mentor, her name is Melissa Pierce, and mm-hmm. she is a master psychotherapist, business owner, entrepreneur. She is one of the leaders in the horse human healing movement. As you know, it's getting bigger and bigger. There's a lot of different techniques. Everyone's heard about how horses help humans. And this is the premier, honestly, not just because I was in it, but you know, it's the premier technique because it combines gestalt with the horses and horses are master gestaltists. And let me tell you what that means in a nutshell. There's three parts to gestalt. Number one, it's very important that we're present in the moment during a gestalt experience because that's the only place we can heal and transform is being present. Horses are always present. They don't know any different. They don't understand our psychosis of worrying about tomorrow or regretting yesterday. And they bring us into the moment and they help us to process our emotions. Number two, Gestalt is all about the somatics of the body below the neck. So dentists, business owners in general, very left brained. I get it. I was there, you know, and we forget there's a lot of wisdom below the neck that tells us so much our intuition our you know our physical body telling us when we need a break when we have to go to the bathroom you know we all have (laughs) have held that longer than we need to you know so that's number two is it somatics of the body being aware of what your body is telling you and number three it's experiential so i'm not lecturing like right now i'm kind of talking and this Mm -hmm. is pretty you know, that's why I wanted to be in the pen with Lewiston because he's such an experiential being. He'd be right here and he'd be like participating and he'd bring us into the moment. Um, but it's experiential. So it's not a lecture. You're up. You're experiencing your life from a different perspective. You're somatically, viscerally experiencing what it is that needs to shift. And that's what makes it memorable, long lasting and transformational. So I hope that helped a bit. I don't know. I probably raised more questions than I answered. (laughs) Well, you know, you brought up something really interesting because all we hear about these days is the mindset Mm -hmm. and the fact that we learn a lot from the neck down doesn't, didn't occur to me until just this moment to go back to that. So say, walk us through then, or like, I don't want to jump ahead because I know that you, um, you, you know, it what it means. So like, I don't want to jump ahead after, you know, being present. I think we know what that means, right? Because I think so, so often it's so hard to be present, right? Because we're either worrying about what we did yesterday or worrying about what's going to come tomorrow and being present. It's almost like we need a lobotomy to be in that position. Well, the truth is we know what it means to be present. That's still in our head. We know what it means, but it's still not an experience most of the time, Mm. you know? And the truth is anxiety can only happen when we are not present. If we are present, there's no anxiety because, I mean, I guess if there's a tiger chasing you, you might have some anxiety in the present moment. But in general, 
you know, if you look at the now, if you're really present, there's not a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Even right now, you know, if you're watching this or, or you and, you know, take, so stop for a second, drop your shoulders out of your ears and take a deep breath in your nose, take a deep breath in your nose and hold it and then tense up your whole body and then release the breath and let the tension drain out of your body. This time, take another one more deep breath and hold it. Everybody do this. Take just a moment. And as you breathe out, feel the tension drain. Feel yourself become more present. Let your body open up. Connect with what your body's telling you. So just for, so let me take this one step further. Bring your awareness to your heart. Breathe and see if you can feel your heartbeat in your chest. Don't worry if you can't find it right away. Don't try to change it. Just feel it beating in your chest. Notice it. It's always there, that muscle that never stops from before we're born till the day we leave the planet. It's there talking to us. So, so, so there's a moment of being present. If you can feel the difference. Uh, that was pretty amazing. I actually felt my heart beating and um, that was, that was, I was present. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. And even if you were present, you're now more present, you know, yeah. I feel it. I honestly feel it, Bethany. Thank you. I needed that. Yeah. I always need that. Like I needed that. Like just e- even walking you through that helped me. And I hope anyone who's listening participated and you can feel a bit of a shift that took 30 seconds. Yeah. Wow. A minute. So, so one thing that the horses do, if I, you, can I go into a little bit about, yes. about the horses or do you have other questions? Go ahead. No, go. No, okay. I'm, I'm, I want to hear about this. Okay. Um, so horses over thousands of years have walked the earth as prey animals so other animals want to eat them so they've had to know if there's a predator in the bushes before they can see them hear them smell them they go by the energy like the feeling their intuition their sixth sense that we're taught to kind of ah, it's a little weird right it's their number Mm -hmm. one sense it's how they've survived so you transfer that into the coaching arena as they're standing with the human who is a predator, by the way, we're predators. Our eyes are in front of our heads. Theirs are on the side so they can see the predators. Okay. And so it's, it's really an honor that they've partnered with us as humanity has developed and they have chosen to be with us. They could, uh, horses are strong. They don't have to be with us. They don't have to help us. They can beat us with their hooves, you know, but they're very generous. So you transfer that sense into the coaching arena and they see what's really going on energetically with the human that's with them. They can see into our heart with no judgment. They see if we're congruent, like if we're thinking what our heart is feeling, what our gut is saying, if we're congruent, they're like moths to a flame and they will come to us and they'll respond and they'll show us how we're moving through the world. If we're not congruent, that's dangerous to them. So they'll go to the other side of the arena or they'll just like talk to the tail. 
you know, or they don't really engage. So that's kind of a, a simple, it's called an equa detector, I, I call it. My wow. um, Melissa, you can tell if people are, not that you're lying, but you're not congruent in your in your body and your head, if that makes sense. Sure, yeah. There's no liars in there. You can't you can't fake your way with a horse. You can't lie to a horse. Yeah. You can't walk in and act happy when you're mad because they'll be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they'll actually run away because that's not safe to them. You know, if you're mad and you walk in, you go, God, I'm so mad. And they're like, got it. Cool. That's cool. As long as you're not mad at them. <laughs> right, right. But they have that sense. They can really sense your emotions. They sense our emotions and they help us process our own emotions because they bring us into the present. It's hard to be next to a 1200 pound animal without being present. Mm. They really draw us into our own body, into our authenticity. What's our heart saying? They open up the conduit for wisdom, for our own wisdom. And um, that's the simplest thing they do just by their presence. They also change our physiology. They lower our heart rate. They lower our blood pressure. Our breathing rate goes down just standing next to a horse because they have such a powerful electromagnetic field around them. And that has been proven at the HeartMath Institute. There's actually studies on that um, being next to a horse. So I love working with them and watching the transformations in people. It's, it's so interesting. I mean, I've heard this for years and you and I talked when we were kind of setting this up, like I I'm, I'm don't know much about horses. I've never been, uh, I, I was on a horse once or something. So I'm very, so intrigued by the majesty of, of, of the, the animal, I guess. And then the sense of, it's almost like they're human too. I guess you kind of feel like, do you feel like that when you have, when you're with, uh, I feel like they're spirits in horse suits, angels in horse suits. I really do. Like they are so engaging. Like, can I tell you a story about transferring um, a client? It was a young woman, Dennis. She came to see me a a couple years ago and she's a young mom, a new business owner. She was completely overwhelmed. She comes to my arena and the session started as most do as an individual session, she sat down with me. We sit outside the horse pen to start. It's covered, but we're okay. we're not with the horse. Once I knew her session needed to focus on self-care, like how to put herself first for once, it was time for her to go in. And the horse in the pen, her name was Bella. And by the way, you don't even have to go in the pen with the horse. This This person did. But uh, you don't always even have to go in if you're afraid or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she goes in and I said, I'll call this person Jill. I, Jill, what I want you to do is walk around the outside of the pen and just say out loud, what does self-care look like to you? Like, what does it mean to you? How would it look in your life? She kind of stammered and said a few things and the horse was like on the other side of the talk to the tail. She was, so she, you know, she was, strong. She's like, it. <laughs> yeah. well, she was in her head and horses just in your head. They don't get, it. they want us in our body. And finally she just said, I have no idea. And she, she's like crying. I, I don't even know. Bella did a 180, walked over to her, laid down in front of her feet and started licking her own hoof. Oh, I swear to you. And then 
she laid down, Bella laid down and started, started breathing really deeply. And my client was just, she burst into tears again. And I said, what, what's going on? And she says, Bella is showing me self-care. And she was, she was pantomiming. She's like, here, let me show you. And because that was such a visceral experience for her, mm. like I could her, go, go take a bath. I mean, you know, all the things we have exercise, eat good, drink water. Yeah. It's all here. Yeah. But that horse came over and laid down and did that aligning as she aligned with her frustration and sadness and uh, overwhelm. This client, I, I was able to coach her through some exercises to help her make a plan that she still uses today for self-care. She's in a completely different place because of that moment. Wow. Wow. They're so intuitive and it's a beautiful, it's just, I can, I, I got chills when you were talking about that. I could almost feel letting go of, of some things, even like I like self-care for all of us, you know, achievers in this, uh, in this arena. It's so hard to understand what self-care means and it means something different for everyone just relaxing in our self-care or just falling into it. Um, it sounds, it sounds lovely, but not so easy to do. And just have that happen in that moment. And she's still taking that on today and still living yeah. that experience. Because she shifted somatically. That's what I was talking about with Gestalt. It's a, it's a body shift from the neck down. You know, you can make a list of things to do for self-care. We all do it. You know, we all make the list, whether we do it or not. And whether we actually are present enough to take in the self-care is a whole different question. So um, that experience, that's what the horse does. It's almost like they ground us. They anchor that's the word yes anchor it in so that we don't just walk away and go well it's for lunch we go what just happened and i you'll never be the same again wow well you know because it you don't think of the the horse isn't thinking necessarily thinking about what you need it's feeling it yeah there's a big difference between taking it from here but just it's the horse feels that and that you know that's 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 a lovely thing. That's that's the empathy at its highest level. Um, oh, to be able yeah. to feel somebody else and how you know and how they're the emotions of someone else, right? So connected. Yeah. Would catalyze our healing. Mm. Um, so another just another point. One thing that I do that in my coaching that's different goes a, this goes deep. So, you know, if this resonates, great. If not, great. You know, some some don't. I'm not for everyone, but man, for the people who want this kind of change, this will resonate. So we all grow up and have experiences when we're little kids. Mm -hmm. And when we're age seven and younger, we take everything as truth. Anything that's said about us. Mm -hmm. There's no defenses, no strategies. So if someone hears you're stupid or you're worthless or what's the matter with you or all the things we hear, we develop strategies to move forward as an adult, but we still hold those beliefs about ourselves. A lightning strike moment can change how we respond or react to the world for 60 years unless we do the work. 
So what I do is people get stuck in those strategies. They get stuck in emotional patterns. They get stuck in the same challenges over and over in life, different characters, marry marry the same man, hire the same team member, you know, do the same business model, right? That nothing's working. That's what I did. I kept firing people and hiring new ones and I'd have the same challenges. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Finally, I realized it's probably me being the common denominator. So what I do is I help people, I guide my clients to going back, experiencing that in a different way, how they should have been able to be in their power, to say what they needed to say, to do what they needed to do, to take care of that little kid who's still afraid inside, Mm -hmm. to dump those old strategies in the sand with the horse, with the horse's guidance, and move forward with a much different perspective about life, uh, about strategy, how to, so they're responding instead of reacting. There's more consciousness. It's not just, you know, being jerked around by whatever's happening outside of you. It's more of a, Hey, that's happening. Ooh, I feel that familiar feeling of worthlessness. Now I know what it is. I'm going to respond this way instead of that way. Cause that didn't work. Does that make sense? Yeah, it really does. It's the experience. It's a, it's, it's almost like you're, uh, you know, cleansing the whole body. So the mind and the body is just cleansed of that. And then I guess you could, and, and through the, I don't know. And also just because the horse is, again, it's not, he's not thinking or she's the horse is the horse is just reacting and responding. So they don't know one way or the other. So you, you, It's so interesting to me because you just can't fool a horse. You can't, you can fool people, but I get the idea that you can't fool a horse, but how does it stay with you? How does it stay with you? Then you leave, you leave uh, the coaching session. So you, do you keep coaching people? They keep coming back. How does that work then? Does it, it's not a one and done. I would imagine. It's not a one and done. Well, it kind of, it can be a one and done with certain situations. Mm-hmm. Like if someone has a lightning strike moment when they're a little, like say I had a client, she was 13 and she just had this thought that she needed to call her grandmother. It was dinner time, and her parents said, no, you can call her after dinner. And she said, I really want to call grandma. And they said, no. And so she sat there and she was just the whole time, just like, oh my God, I got to call grandma. And at the end of dinner, the phone rang and her grandmother had just gotten hit by a car. Oh my gosh. And she ended up passing away a week later. I call that a lightning strike moment. Her Mm -hmm. intuition was so powerful and she was so powerless in that moment. To this day, it's like, yeah, could I have saved my grandma's life? Even though she was right, it took her intuition outside of her and she decided that it wasn't worth trusting because mm-hmm. of that moment of having it taken from her. So if I worked on that one part, if she re-changed the way that is remembered in her cells, that she'll never have to relive again. If she can really dump that, Mm. there will be 
ancillary pieces around it, anger at her parents. Um, you know, there's a lot to it. It's not a one and done. I've been, I've been doing Gestalt myself since 2013. And I still go do work. I, mm. I am not saying I'm perfect at this at all. Yeah. <laughs> but life keeps going and we keep having these moments and and then we have to go back to awareness. It's a it's like a balance. You go well, in life, it's life and it's is is the need of coaching. I mean, this is what you were saying. This is kind of why you have this love of coaching that helped you. And I believe that in the world today, we all need a coach, somebody that is going to help us get through things. Yeah. And then this is like having a coach that doesn't have any skin in the game, but can know you because of the success. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's just so, such a beautiful thing. And then the, then I would say the physical experience is when, you know, the, when you have that physical experience and the mindset, that's magic. That's magic because so much of coaching is just, you know, a, a phone call or, or you know, it's, it's all mine. It's, I mean, you can breathe, but it's still a total, I would imagine just a totally yeah. different way well, to which is, move forward which is still helpful i mean the like talk therapy and coaching on the phone it's still super helpful it just doesn't go to the place where i go mm-hmm. in fact i was in talk therapy for i don't know years 17 years yeah and i think it saved my life and it really greased the skids for the gestalt once i started doing my own work in doing gestalt pieces, that's when I felt my power returning. Mm. And the reason it stays, it's, it's a, it's a cellular thing. We have cellular memory. You know that. Well, that's the difference. I think Bethany is this, the cellular thing that's going on with this, with this training. Yes, that's exactly Say more about that though. Say more about that. Well, it's like, you know, your whole human body regenerates every seven years. Every cell is is new. But why does this scar still show up? You know, like, mm-hmm. why, do, why don't scars go away? And because there's cellular memory, like it gets repeated. Even as mm-hmm. the cells regenerate, it gets repeated. It's the same thing with emotional scars. And it's in our body. Our cells hold that. So what Gestalt does, I help people dump that once and for all. Like if, I mean, I've had people come to the arena whose parents both died in a car accident when they were 10 and they've never cried about it, you know, and they're holding that grief, you know, maybe you can relate or or someone watching can Mm -hmm. relate. Like you're not allowed, we're not allowed to have our emotions. So we stuff them. And what happens is, you know, then there's no room for joy, for inspiration, and just there's just pressure. And then it's like a pressure cooker and something pokes at us and it goes and steam goes all over everybody around us. And they're like, what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. And, you're, you know, and the person may not even be aware that it's because they're sad or it's because they're uh, angry. You know, I was super sad and angry about losing my horses at 13. I never got to say goodbye. Huge piece of work I did in my gestalt training, I never knew how sad and angry I was about that. And once I, I it was a cathartic, everything changed. I felt completely different. Um, so that's a, an example of that. Well, you have a very sense, a uh, high sense of calm to me when I talk to you. It's just like, oh, I, I just feel like you are happy in the place that you're at. And I think that really uh, speaks so highly of this uh, coaching. And also when you think about 
I mean, we'll bring it back to dentistry. And I think the, the idea that you, you know, most dentists have to be perfect, right? Because it's a profession oh. of being perfect. And then when you talk about the enormity of first, everything has to be perfect. And then you, you, you know, the enormity, and I work with a lot of the young graduates, the, the amount of stress that they have on their oh shoulders. And then I was smelling when you were talking about the smell, I could smell the, 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 a, the new ADAC, ADEC equipment, and I can smell the paint in this beautiful building and just the enormity of the stress of holding on to that to take care of it and to pay for it and then to be responsible for all of your team's livelihoods there's a lot there yeah there's a lot there and i mean the only way you can really practice well is to practice as a whole person without all the baggage if you can if you can get rid of those layers or like diminish the layers right or understand the layers oh, so glad you said that and because that is that is the biggest transformation is the biggest aha is that dentists that I've worked with realize they're doing the same, you know, they're stuck. They're doing, they're, they're reacting like they always were. And it affects their production. It affects their schedule. It affects the energy. Patients have crap detectors on their head. And if things aren't going well, aren't aligned, I think everybody's experienced, whether you're a dentist or not, you know, when you feel good and things are rolling, people buy stuff and they accept treatment and, and well, this is great. And then something happens. You're like, Whoa. And people are like, eh, not right now. And so this affects the bottom line. This affects your leadership as a dentist leading a team or a business owner. This affects your relationships with your patients. If you can't be present and look them in the eye, especially now we have to wear masks now. Yeah. You know, different I mean, I think a lot of dentists are, are going to be relieved that they can just leave their mask on now because yeah. you can hide. They have a they have a, a little bit more of an excuse to do that. But I also think yeah. that they they learn to stuff their emotions at the door anyway, so they're doing that. Um, you know, I've I've worked for different dentists over all my career, and some will stay until you know they're at five thirty, they're out of the office. Some will stay until eight thirty, ten o'clock at night. You know, whatever they're doing. I mean, and it just depends on their mindset at the time or the the the, the enormity that they feel. But they don't take. I don't see a lot of them taking time for themselves to release the pressure that they have on an eight, in an eight hour day. And I honestly, Bethany, I, I think as, I, as I've been working with um, more dentists, I don't think the team members, and I'm a team member, I didn't realize the enormity of what they carry on their shoulders. I think that's one of the things I like with Do Life is that bringing all the career paths together so that we can understand that, hey, it's not that easy to lead lead a team and to do all these intricate projects and be responsible for that and to think of you know what happens if something goes awry in the middle of a of a procedure i mean you're the one that's holding the bag right decisions in every moment like the decisions the decisions so much on our shoulders um you you just can't know until you've sat in a dentist's chair right i don't think so you know, you can know what you think, think, you know, but, um, but that's what I love that you, you have that experience. I, I think, you know, so often we, we, we don't give that as much credit. I, I, it's so many big things in life, unless you've experienced yourself, you really don't 
quite know uh, unless you've been in their shoes. And you've been in a lot of shoes, it sounds like. You, you've got some great experience um, from a personal standpoint and educational standpoint, and then now with your coaching and your stories and, and your success. Um, I know it's so much in your heart that you you want to help people. I mean, I that's what I hear from you so uh, the generosity is like, oh, just please. It's almost like, please come to me so that I can help you. Uh, it is, you're right. right. I do have a lot of that. And then I have to remember that it's not my work. It's it's the client's work and they have to want to go there. And it's, some people don't want to, and, and that's fine. And they will when they're ready, you know, but we um, have to let them know that it's available. I mean, this is, this yeah. to me, it's just, I, as I, I would imagine it, it doesn't seem for some reason, it doesn't seem near as scary as just going into some regular coaching. This seems like, well, it seems delightful and it seems, and I've seen a picture of your barn and, and just being outside and, and, and knowing yeah. a little more about the horses. It, it's, it's so good for me because again, I'm learning. If you're listening and this resonates with you and you feel stuck and you're exhausted and you're tired of trying to do better and things just seem to keep spinning, you know, I invite you to come. I do day and a half personal sessions where you come. It's just you and me. And we, we look at whatever we need to look at. It's kind of like an exam, x-rays, comprehensive exam. And we do a treatment plan, a coaching plan, whether or not you do coaching with me beyond that is up to you. It's like a accepting treatment or not, but you will walk away transformed from oh. that visit. And the shortest uh, session I do is 90 minutes. And that's usually for local people. Cause if people come from California, they don't want to come for 90 yes. minutes. <laughs> But, you know, that's what we're all looking for when we're looking for coaching and we're, when we've, you know, you, you have to, you have to hit some kind of a wall before you turn to some help for some help. I think most people um, are like that and they're looking for some transformation. And I'm, I really, truly believe you explained it so well um, that we could be transformed through this uh, gestalt coaching method. And um, with Lewis, now let me, one more thing before we leave, You, you don't, you don't train Lewiston. Lewiston's not a trained coach, but he's just Lewiston. Is that correct? He's and, yeah. and any horse, or is he just a special one of those special ones that uh, that just no. horses are all capable of doing this coaching. Not all of them want to if the trust bond has been broken, like if they've been abused, even so, if they've been abused, a lot of them will still do it. Um, it's, I'm telling you, it's their partnership with humans. Wherever there's been a footprint in history, there's a horse hoof right next to wow. it. And um, as far as being afraid of a horse, a lot of people are like, well, I don't, I'm not a horse person. I don't like, there's no riding in what I do at all. It's all on the ground. And you don't even have to go into the pen for this to be effective. Uh, you don't have to touch the horse, but the horse always asks that you touch into your own heart and they lead you into that. Mm. Oh, I love it. Well, I know we can find you and, and Lewiston on your website um, yeah. and, and see some of um, the magical things that you're doing. Please reach out to Bethany if you have any questions, if you just want to chat, if you want to find out when you can meet with her um, and just more about this beautiful, min- it's almost like a ministry, honestly, Bethany. It sounds it just sounds so calming and so beautiful. I'm, I'm so happy to get to yeah. know you 
better. And I, I, I can't wait to experience it myself. So I'm looking forward to that. I, know, I can't wait to have you. There's a lot to just even changing the environment and getting into a place that's peaceful. I'm so sorry. I couldn't show you my brown pen. Now the sun is out. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. Out there. But we will do this again. How about if I have you back? And I, w- I really want to have you back with Lewinston and um, and have the, the three of us go through this again. This is the first good lick because I think, you know, again, I didn't even know that you existed. And I hope that our audience will, will delve into this a little bit and um, that this is a, a long-lasting um, uh, friendship and a long-lasting collaboration. Yeah. yeah, I'm no. glad we met. Uh-huh. Me Thanks too. For me. You are so welcome. And um, we will look for you. We'll get on your website. Thanks for coming today. Oh my gosh, isn't that, that was just a, a beautiful half an hour or so spending some time with Bethany and you could just see in her heart, I believe every ounce of that. I, I feel calmer even just being on this uh, Be Live, which I don't usually feel calm after it's over uh, So or enduring it. So I actually experienced that today myself. So y'all, you just take care. It's a busy, crazy time in our lives. I want you to just stay safe. I want you to stay sane and, and keep doing you. All right. We love you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Just Do It podcast hosted by Ann Duffy. To learn more about dental entrepreneur women, to share your story, or to join the movement, please visit our website, do.life. That is D-E-W dot life. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app to make sure you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, keep doing you.